It takes a special type of individual indeed to jump out of a cargo plane, let alone into pitch-black darkness in a dangerous foreign land, carrying 100 pounds of gear while temperatures hover below zero. Fortunately, their survival rate is incredibly high, and but for two incredibly disheartening helicopter crashes. This rate would be even higher. When I first learned about the plans the SEALs had to make the Act of Valor movie and accompanying novelization, I immediately wanted to support the project in any and every possible way. The events in this book and movie may not always be easy to listen to or watch, but it is important for us to get a glimpse into the lives of these courageous Americans and to gain a deeper appreciation for the sacrifices they make for us. We have an obligation to honor the SEALs and their families, not just in the event that we are fortunate enough to meet any of them one day, but by living our lives to the fullest, enjoying and preserving the liberties afforded to us because of their work. And the next time you see one of our nation's young champions bowing for a medal at the Olympic Games, while his or her tearful and joyous family looks on, perhaps you might take a moment to consider a similarly talented but entirely different set of champions, working anonymously in darkness overseas. Champions whose families go to sleep each night wondering when, or if, they will see them again. Listen to the book. See the movie. If you are inspired by what you hear and see, please consider joining me in making a donation to the Navy SEAL Foundation at nswfoundation.org. Thank you. Chapter 1 Lieutenant Rourke Engel stood with his hands on the back of his head, while Chief Dave Nolan moved around behind him, systematically running hands over his body, checking each fastening, pulling here and tugging there. Nolan finished with the main chute and stepped again to Engel's front, lifting the reserve with a jerk to check that it was securely attached to the torso harness. He cinched up the crotch straps with a violent jerk. Engel winced and staggered a bit to keep his balance, but kept his hands on his head. Feeling a little aggressive this morning, are we, Chief? Hey, boss, just trying to keep your personal equipment intact in case you have a bad opening. You know, he continued with a grin, I did tell Jackie that I'd look out for you. That means having your back in a firefight as well as protecting your cods in case you're upside down when your chute opens. You just may need them in the future. Engel started to say something, then refrained. Nolan slapped him on the helmet, stepped back, and put his hands to his own helmet. Engel returned the grin, then began a jumpmaster inspection of Nolan. Engel was methodical and thorough, but not all that gentle. It was a game between them, but in the process of the game, they inspected each other thoroughly. Once finished with Nolan... Engel then began to work down one stick of seven parachutists, Nolan the other. There were other Jumpmaster qualified SEALs in the platoon, but both Engel and Nolan liked the ritual of inspecting their men. Today was one of the rare times when the platoon would jump Hollywood, meaning they would do so without equipment, and they would jump in the daytime. This evolution was a bonus jump with no training objective or requirement. The serious airborne portion of the deployment workup which included the night equipment jumps and the water jumps that led into full mission profile training, were now behind them. Indeed, all of the pre-deployment work was behind them. Their bags were packed, so to speak, 
which meant that their operational equipment, weapons, dive gear, parachutes, mission support equipment, and all the rest of the necessary combat support gear that keeps a SEAL platoon in the fight while deployed, was palletized and ready for loading onto the transport aircraft. The Bandito platoon was ready for war. Rourke Engel was the platoon officer, and Dave Nolan was the platoon chief, or senior enlisted SEAL. They were the leaders for Delta Platoon, SEAL Team 7. The Bandito nickname had come about years ago during one of the platoon's trips to Baja, California, for off-road motorcycling in the desert. There was a cantina where they often stopped for a beer after a ride. During one of those stops, the proprietress called them the Yankee Banditos, and the name had stuck. After the head-to-toe jumpmaster inspections were completed, Engel and Nolan led both sticks of seals up the ramp of the big C-130H Hercules transport.